Everybody out tonight, let's go ahead and get started. Page 396 at the bottom. When my way groweth dream, precious for linger near, when my life is Yeah. 
Let's all stand, page 370 at the bottom.
see everybody out tonight. How's everybody doing? Good. Awesome. Uh, just going to go over the announcements once again. On uh, July the 9th, we've got homecoming. Uh, Gold City's going to be here. Remember, we don't, do not have uh, uh, Sunday school, uh, but please uh, take that time, make some food, bring your food in. Uh, we're going to have a, a eat uh, meeting after that. Uh, July the 22nd, our back to school bash is uh, going on there, so uh, uh, please uh, remember that. Um, around the community, uh, we're going to advertise that pretty heavy. Uh, please, word of mouth is always a good thing, so please uh, uh, do that for us. Uh, July 23rd, Mackenzie Woods baby shower, so it is a boy, so remember that. Uh, if you're an officer, and uh, you want to step down at any position, or if you would like, or if you're interested in a position, uh, please see uh, Terry or myself. Uh, we're having an officers meeting on uh, August the 2nd. Uh, remember that. Uh, Bible study, uh, that Bible study that uh, uh, Teresa's having is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be here at the church. Uh, I think y'all originally were going to be outside in the park or something like that, but it's actually going to be in the church here uh, tomorrow. Uh, was that 11? 11 o'clock. Okay, so uh, be here for that. Uh, just a couple of updates. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to have uh, Scotty Baker back. Uh, he's going to be uh, doing the uh, evening and the night, or the morning and the night service. And he's also going to be back on Wednesday evening. So uh, remember that as well. Uh, for homecoming, uh, Derek Knight's going uh, to have a little uh, something for homecoming. On the 16th, we're going to have a Casey Kerr in the preach for us uh, that uh, morning and that evening. Uh, so please be here for that as well. Uh, also, if you were here uh, last Sunday, uh, we got some uh, feedback uh, forms out there. Uh, so after service tonight, please remember to go and uh, uh, give us a feedback on uh, Randall Hammonds. Uh, if you don't mind doing that, please. Yes, Ron. That's a good point. Uh, if you hadn't heard what Ron was saying, uh, when he's coming back next Sunday, uh, please make it a point to, to meet him, get to know him, talk to him. Because uh, we're, we're having him back because the majority of everybody wanted to hear him again. Uh, so please make an effort to, to, uh, to talk to him and, and get to know him a little bit. Okay? Uh, so. Any guy, you got anybody got any prayer requests tonight? Mm-hmm. Martha Tankersley. Okay. All right. Dell. Oh, Gail Vickers. Okay. Anybody else? All righty. Good, good. Thank the Lord. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm not going to dare pronounce that. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah, Brother John and Miss Davy, absolutely. Anybody else? 
Okay. Jerry Seaboat? Oh, Sherry Seaboat. Christy Gable? Okay. All right. Keith Lloyd? All right. Anyone else? Who? Pat? Okay. All righty. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, unless everybody uh, come up, let's keep everybody uh, that we've uh, raised up before the throne in our in our hearts and our minds, and let's pray to the Lord. Yes, absolutely. Good evening. I hope everybody's had a, uh, a great week so far. And I guess just being able to be in the presence of the Lord on Wednesday and at his house, we are having a good week so far. Um, you know, they asked me to, to stand up here and, and give a lesson, and that's definitely not my forte. Um, you know, sometimes I can, th I can talk on stuff, sometimes I can't. I, I told Terry he probably should have prepared about 10 more songs before I got up here, and we'd be, our timing would be about right. You know, as I was as I was kind of thinking through and, and, and trying to and figure out something that the Lord, you know, Brother Ron the other day he uh, he had me restore his computer on an old computer. He had a bunch of bunch of Sunday school lessons and lessons on it, lots of them that was there that was studied. And I said, I'm just going to take one of those and and go ahead and give and give it to him on Wednesday. Uh, but no, I'm not going to plagiarize. I'm sorry. There were some good ones on there though. So. But no, as I was really kind of, kind of trying to think through, I wanted the Lord to, to try and give me something that would be relevant to what we're going through in, in our situation, in our current time of, of Merville Baptist Church. Um, you know, this is a very interesting time because, it, you know, this is the first time I've been at a church without a pastor, um, without kind of a, a shepherd, a, um, an over-shepherd that's really kind of guiding. 
And it's, it's, it's really, it's been nice hearing all the new people coming in and, and preaching. And we've actually had a lot of good feedback from a lot of the preachers that have been coming in. And so we've been lucky to have a lot of, a lot of good preachers. It's going to be a tough decision that we have coming in before the church to really find that right person, that right man of God that's going to help us and, and lead us kind of through. So, you know, as I was kind of thinking through that, the Lord, you know, was, was really kind of drawing my attention a little bit to Nehemiah and, and really kind of the, the whole book of Nehemiah and and building the wall. So a little bit of background, you know, the city of Jerusalem fell in 586 BC on the seventh day of the fifth month in the ninth year of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. He, he absolutely destroyed the city. He broke down the walls and he burnt the gates thereof and spread, spread the people all around. And, you know, Nehemiah is a character that, that, that comes up and really kind of a focusing light on, on building that back, building a structure, building something to be proud of and, and, and kind of building around. So Let's, let's, let's turn to Nehemiah chapter 1. Just a second. I'm going to read a few verses. And then we'll get into it. So in Nehemiah chapter 1, it says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Halakiah, And it came to pass in the, in the month Chislu, in the twentieth year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and a certain man of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped which were left of captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept, and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before God of heaven. And, as, and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open, and thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now day and night. For the children of Israel, thy servants, and the confess the sins of children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee, both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments, which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, there were cast out unto the uttermost part of the, he of the heaven. Yet, I yet will I gather them from thence, and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now... These are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by the great power and by the strong hand, O Lord, I beseech thee. Let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of thy servants, who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. So I want to go back and really kind of talk um, and kind of give a lesson on rebuilding and strengthening the wall. So, you know, in, in the biblical days, you know, we, we think about a wall today, it's, it keeps people out, it's, it's nice, it's there for privacy, it's there for a little bit of protection. Most of the time we think more a wall these days, we, we think of privacy. But back in the biblical days, it was protection. That's, that's, that's what it was. If you didn't have a wall, if you didn't have, you didn't have a, a, a substance foundation around you that was keeping people out, you were vulnerable. Um, it was, you know, a wall back in the day is a lot more important than we think of a wall today. And, you know, when I kind of got to thinking about it, you know, there's, there's areas, especially during this time when we don't have a pastor and when we're kind of searching, there's areas, you know, I think we're very blessed. The reality is, you know, a lot of churches that don't have pastors, they've, they've already fallen. They're, they're completely down. 
And that's not where we're at. We actually are, we're actually in a pretty strong position, but we can always fortify the walls. And, you know, I thought about a few things that really help fortify the walls of a church in a situation like this. And the number one thing that I, that, that I came to was really unity. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a sound mind that's, that's together. And, you know, this, this church has been around for a long time. There's, there's principles, there's ideas, there's values that this church has that, we, that we've stood on. And I've, not, I've only been here four or five years, which seems like a long time now. But, you know, a lot of people have been here a lot longer than that. And there's values that this church has stood on for a long time. And being united in those values is really going to help us in our search. And when we come down to it, because, you know, when, we, when it comes down to trying to find somebody and really when it comes down to the time to vote, there's going to have to be unity in this church before we can move forward. And, you know, that unity comes from fellowship, you know, the homecoming, us coming together, us being together, us keeping those traditions, those values alive. It comes from that fellowship. It comes from having the same mindset that we have together. Sure, we'll have just little small disagreements, but as long as we keep the united front of the church, we're going to prosper. No matter who comes in, we will get that right person. We will get that right person in God. First Corinthians 1.10 says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. We, we've got to keep the same mind together as we move forward to this. And I think we all are in that same spot. And I think as we kind of get fur the further we go from this, hopefully, hopefully it happens soon. Hope, you know, who knows? But the further we get, the more the, the ability for unification to break. And we got to really fight against that and stay unified. And second, you know, I see one thing that can be fortified is, is the act of complacency. You know, as time goes on, it's going to be easier and easier to just not be as fervent, not be as dedicated, not be as, um, you know, just kind of striving for, the, for that mark, right? Uh, we got to work, you know, in um, Revelations 3, 15 through 16, it says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would there thou were cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spew thee out of my mouth. We got to get where we're not complacent. We, 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 you know, it doesn't matter that somebody's not here behind this pulpit, the same person every single day, every single, every single Sunday, every single Sunday night, every single Wednesday. It's our job to not let the complacency set in. It's our job to kind of maintain that fervency and really strive to, 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 to do more, to get better and, do, and to be there. And then the third that I have on identifying those areas that need to be um, fortified is, is really try and fortify yourself from distraction. You know, we have to stay focused on the, on the task that's at hand. And we, we have a split task right now because the reality is the, the Great Commission hasn't gone away. Just because we don't have a pastor, we have a commission to still go out and reach the lost. And, you know, we have a divided kind of attention right now. So it's easier to become distracted, especially in this day and age. It's so easy to become distracted. And, oh, you know, we're doing just fine. We don't have to hurry. We don't have to do this. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to hurry. I want, it, it want, I want it to be right. But we have to stay on track. We have to not become distracted from the task that we have before us right this second, but also just the main task of what this church is. This church is here to fellowship to our, to our members. It's here to fellowship to our community. Um, and we can do that whether we have somebody behind this desk or whether we don't. And we, you know, we, we have to move forward with that and, and, and make sure that we don't get that distraction. In Romans 12, 2, it says, And be not conformed to the world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may be proved what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We've got to keep moving forward on what we're doing. I think that's um, really important to kind of 
keep going and make sure that we, we maintain our no distractions. Uh, as we strengthen our resolve, it will allow us to better focus on finding the right man. So if we're going here, if we truly kind of start strengthening ourselves as a church, we actually focus on ourselves as well and, and not let ourselves kind of go, yeah, you know, there's nobody there. We, you know, I don't really like that man of God that they've got on Sunday. I don't, I don't think I'm going to go that Sunday. That's not a good reason. I mean, we're, we're a church body. The reality is we're going to have people here that some people like more than we have some, some people here that some people don't like. It's not a good reason to say I'm not going to head to church. We're here to support each other, not the man behind the desk. We're here to support God. We're here to do his work. And we really have to focus on that and remember that it's not about the candidate that's coming up or it's not about it's about finding that right candidate. But it's really about focusing on each, each other and supporting and fellowshipping our, you know, and, and supporting our fellow um, member. So I think it's very important that we strengthen that resolve as we go in here. So, um, you know, and as we go, so, you know, one thing that we look at with Jeremiah when he kind of comes in and in, in, in three and four that we just read, and it says, and they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. So, you know, one thing that I think it'll be good is as we strengthen our resolve, it's going to let us focus more on that right man of God. Nehemiah, he was, you know, he had a leader's heart. And I think that's something we're going to have to focus on when we're really looking at, at, at the person that comes in here is, you know, he had, listen, Nehemiah, if you read back, he was the, he, you know, he was the one, he was the cupbearer for a king. Can you imagine the trust that he had back in the kingdom that he was there? I mean, he could have poisoned the king at any time. You know, that king trusted him where he was at. He was, he would, I would imagine, you know, I don't really know this, but I would imagine he had it pretty well off. He, you know, he lived in the king's palace. He probably ate the king's food. He, he definitely drank the king's wine um, before he gave it to that king, really trusted him. But yet he had such a burden to leave what he had. And I, I think this is a good example for a candidate and anybody coming in. He, he had such a good place in life to leave for a conviction of God. And he had the faith that he knew he was leaving here and he was going here and it wasn't gonna be pretty. The walls were burnt, you know, the walls were broken down, the gates were burned thereof. There wasn't nothing nice that he was going back to. He, he knew he was gonna to have to build that up. Like I said, luckily at this church, he, you know, whoever comes in here, I feel like we're in a pretty good, shot, pretty good shape. He didn't gotta go far, but we can grow. We can keep growing, we can grow and grow and grow, and we can reach more people, and we can reach more people. And that person that comes in has got to have the heart. You've got to have that leader's heart to do that. Like I said, he had that life of ease. He still wanted to go on to the task that he knew was going to be hard. He had a steadfast burden for the homeland and his belief. That was his home. That was his belief. That was his faith. Um, after all that, thought, and he still took the things, and, and you know, but the, the, he had such trust and loyalty. It's still, even after his burden and even after his thought, he wanted to go do it. He still was bound to that king. He still had to have permission to leave. So even, even with as much self-determination, self-dedication that he had, it still took the Lord to get him out of the place he was at and bring him to the new place where the Lord was going to work him. So I think it's nice. You can have, you know, you got to have all that fervency. You got to have all that love. You got to have that heart. You got to have that leader's mind. But you got to have God behind you as you go for that. And I think it, that was nice to kind of look at Nehemiah and kind of the leader's heart. And then I would, you know, kind of go through another way to kind of build the wall. One thing that he had to do 
Because when he got there, he couldn't do it by himself. So when he was when he was strengthening that stuff, he had to mobilize. He had to mobilize his people. He had to mobilize everybody that was there. He had to mobilize the members, right? So even during this time, I think it's important. So in Ephesians 4, 3, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. In 1 Corinthians 12, 27, now you're the body and body of Christ and the members in particular. No matter where we're at in the state of the church, no matter who we have, no matter where we're at, it's still up to the members to go forth and do. We are the hands. We're the ones that are doing the work for Christ and for his glory only, but we got to go do it. And, you know, I think it's easy for somebody, you know, in chapter three of Nehemiah, he outlines the entire unity of the people and their ability to work together. He, the whole chapter, if you read it, it's nothing more than this name did this, this name did that, that name did this, and this name did that. He had the entire group, all the families of Jerusalem were coming in and they were working to build this wall. He couldn't do it by himself. No matter who the, who the new pastor that comes in, whoever we set in here in, in the desk, and, and I hope he has the mind and he really grows and he wants that, but the reality is he can't do any of it without us and without the church and without the members. He's going to need all of us to go in and, and really kind of work. So, you know, a lot of times I think this goes back to one of the first points is that complacency. It's easy to come in. It's easy to sit on the, sit on the pew. It's easy to not do anything. But now more than ever is the time to get involved. Now more than ever is the time... Terry and Mike and everybody need help in what they're doing. And, you know, when they're doing stuff and when they're asking stuff, you know, they need help. And, you know, we should all try and do that. I know we're all busy and we all have stuff to do, but as much as possible, we really, this is the time to get involved. Um, this is the time to help grow because no matter what, even when the new, new pastor gets in place, it's just going to propel. If we're already in place doing things and working like we are, then he's going to have such an easier job to really kind of reach our community and really grow. So I think it's important that, you know, we make sure that we mobilize. Uh, now is that time to participate. If there was ever a time, it's right now. It says, and try not to hit the mic this time. And then in this time, you know, one thing that Nehemiah had to do, so in Nehemiah 4, but it came to pass, 4, 7 through 9, but it came to pass that when Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and we set a watch against them day and night because of it. There's going to be some discouragement. There's going to be some, there's going to be some uh, opposition that we run across in, in this time that we're in. Um, you know, one potential discouragement, and one of the things that I could see it the most, and it has nothing to do with anybody else, it's just time. You know, sometimes we sit here and we think the Lord should act immediately. He should bring in somebody immediately, and maybe he will. I pray every day that that's what he does, because then all, the committee has a much easier job to do. But that may not be the case. Sometimes we have to worry about the opposition, the, the, the enemy of time. Sometimes we think that just because it hasn't happened now, the Lord's not going to do it or he's not in it or he's not the, the one that's kind of leading it. And that's something that even the reality is we're in his time. He's going to send somebody to us when he sends somebody to us. And, you know, hopefully with prayer and supplication, we're going to know who that person is. But like I said, that's something that that opposition that we're going to have to do, deal with is time. And like I said, you don't, you don't even think about that one very much, but... Time can be a pretty big enemy 
Um, and it can be a big disappointment if, if you think that, man, we're just struggling. I've heard some churches that have gone without a pastor for years. Praying the Lord, that's that's not what happens here at Merville, and I don't think it will be. But if it's the Lord's will, it will. As you know, we can't push anything past what the Lord's will is to have us, and we got we got to make sure that the right man's in there. So that one potential is, you know, another maybe rumors of who we're getting in and who we're who we're not getting in, or who you know this person believes this, or this person believes that, or this person's this and that. And reality is that's just rumors. You know, there's opposition and everybody. Everybody wants to talk about everybody. And it doesn't really matter. We, we as, like I said, this comes back to my original point as well, which is unity. This church has to be united in the front of who, who, who you know, our beliefs, our values. And I think we, we are. I think we, we have a good establishment of, of kind of who's there and what's going on. So, you know, can't really, can't really worry about that. We can't really worry about what everybody talks about. Hey, Brady, can you turn this pulpit down a little bit? You can't hear me? Can you not? Because I keep ringing. <laughs> so I'll try and talk a little louder if you can't hear me. But we have to be um, we have to be very careful about that discouragement of time or the rumors. Others may be discontent in the church and how it's being conducted with search. The reality is, you know, there's going to be people inside the church that some some may not like exactly what's going on. Or, or you know, the reality is, let's be open about it. Let's talk. Let's be united. Let's not sow discord among the brethren, Right. That's, that's the verse. Let's not sow discord. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's get it out in the open. Let's make sure that we stay united in this entire endeavor. Because if we do, the Lord will have us succeed. And I, I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about the future of Marvel, about where, where we can go. I and mean, there's no doubt Brother John was an amazing man of God. Absolutely amazing man of God. And he, he, he brought this church through, I'm sure, a lot of obstacles, opposition, and struggles. And he had growth. Um, and we can have all that again. Um, and we can kind of continue that legacy that he left at the church through, with God's help, right? As long as we have that right person. So, you know, make sure that we, we, we kind of know that the ability of opposition and discouragement it can creep in at any time. So we just got to be aware of it. If we're aware of it, we can fight it. The things that you're not aware of are the things that, that really come up and bite you and really take advantage of you. You know, one of the things, so in Isaiah 41.10, it says, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And then in Philippians 4.6-7, it says, Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ. The way to get through the obstacles and the opposition is we got to stay on our we got to stay on our knees through this whole process. I mean, we should be doing it anyway. I'm I'm the world's worst at you know I'll go the whole day and man, what if, yeah I hadn't done anything or I hadn't you know that's that's hard hard for you know we were all busy I get it. But during this time, more than any, we need to make sure we're staying on our knees, praying for the brethren first. We've got to make sure that we stay united, we stay together, stay everything. And so we always got to fervently pray for each other and for this church. And then pray that we're going to, you know, that the Lord's going to bring the right person. Pray that he's going to take away the discouragement. Pray that he's going to take away the discontentment. Pray he's going to take away the opposition. Um, and he can do it all. I mean, all we've got to do is, is look at his word. He, he, he's, he's true to his word. And he will, he will kind of bring us through and make sure that we're, we're staying above that. You know, rebuilding the walls kind of steps to strength, to prayer and seeking the God. Like I said, it says in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all the, thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Identify and address the weaknesses in the church. Examine yourselves. Whether you be in faith, prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you except you be reprobates. You know, I'm not saying the church is in a bad, a bad position, but we'd be crazy to say we're, we're, we're perfect. We're, you know, we, we, we got weaknesses. We've got areas that we can, we can grow on. We got areas that the Lord wants us to grow on. Um, and, you know, as long as we keep looking within ourselves and trying to find those and, and improve and asking the Lord to help, then that's, what, that's, that's it. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Cultivate a culture of love, unity, and accountability. In Colossians 3.14, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Like I said, we got to love the brethren. Brethren, we got to stay together. I said, it comes back to that unity every time. Step four, equipping and empowering members for the ministry. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of faith and the knowledge and the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of a stature of the fullness of Christ. We all got things to do, and we all got things that we can let people do. And, you know, the key is just serving the Lord. How can you serve the Lord? How can you get involved? And the reality is nobody's talents are the same. Like I said, this probably is not mine, but, you know, I like being up in the sound room. I'm good at that. We all have our talents that we can, that we can help fulfill and help build the church and help grow it one step at a time. You know, no, no building is built with one brick. It requires quite a few building materials to put a building together and for it to stand. And every one of you make up a different building material. And every one of you have a different purpose and a different fashion and a different, different emphasis for this church. And I, I encourage you to find it. If you're not already in it, find it. A lot of us are in it. I mean, this was Wednesday night. This is the core church, right? These are the ones that are in it more than anybody. And I get that. Um, it, but encourage people that aren't. The people that aren't here encourage them to find their place because you know one thing that i i learned from from megan's dad uh who pastors over at canaan and one thing that he would he'd get new people in and and he would be there the first thing he'd want to do is try and find a place for them give them something to do and it, it was kind of surprising to me to begin with at first because i'm like well they're brand new why are they why are they doing that and he explained it to me you know people want to feel needed and sometimes they just don't have the courage to, to put themselves out there and to feel needed themselves. And sometimes, it, you know, hey, would you love to do this? Would you like to do that? Encourage people to find their place um, because I think we all have one. We all have a place and, and we can all help. And sometimes it's multiple places. A small church is going to be multiple places. And that's just part of it. But enjoy it. Love it because that's, that's what we're here to do. So equipping and empowering members for ministry. And then focusing on evangelism and reaching the lost. It's, you know, the Great Commission. Go ye therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Can't forget what we're actually here for. Like I said before, I told you we have, we have to stay focused. Well, we have a split focus that we have to do right now. But we can't lose either one of them. We still have to be focused on the lost. Because, well, that's, that, that is our number one focus. That always has to be our number one focus. So, you know, after that, they got done. They, they celebrated and they dedicated um, the wall. And they really went forward with it. 
the sad thing about Nehemiah is when, a couple chapters later, he has to come back and he finds they've already, they've already lost everything that they gained when he was there. We've got to make sure that we stay steadfast to that dedication that we do. You know, so in conclusion, you know, the importance of building the strength of the wall is we've got to make sure we have the unity. That's number one. We've got to make sure we're, we're, we're together on what we're doing as a church. We've got to stay in prayer. We've got to um, make sure that we participate we got to increase our participation. we got to make sure that, that we're, we're putting it all in. Then encourage the congregation to embrace the season seeking a new pasture. The faith, trust, and willingness to be part of the church's renewal and growth. So I just encourage everybody during this time, you know, one, be open. We, we love feedback. Like, like um, Mike was saying, we have the feedback back, box back there. And we really do want feedback. And don't be afraid to write some stuff down. You know, there's a little comment section that's there. For a reason, and you know, it's easy to hit yes or no. You would you you know like to hear this person, but we we, we do want comments. We would we want feedback from everybody because you know we want to make sure we're heading in the right direction. Luckily, we've had good feedback from majority of the people that we've had come, and you know that you know we're kind of diving and having people come back and like said like they both said, um, encourage you to really get to know them. I mean, we're talking about somebody that might be your pastor for years to come. Um, it's a decision not to be taken lightly. Um, about all of us. So get to know them personally. Give us more feedback on the, on those notes as you, as you can. Uh, we don't mind reading it. Um, you know, I'll read it to Terry if I have to. Um, but uh, we really we really do want the feedback and kind of coming in. But I encourage you to stay on the stay on your stay on your knees. Let's pray through this season. Let's you know. Hopefully, the Lord brings us out of it pretty quick. Um, you know, that's kind, of, that's kind of the prayer I have. But, but ultimately, the end prayer that I have is let us find the right person. Whatever it takes, let us find the right person. If it takes time, if it takes somebody from far away, if it takes somebody from a, just a hop and a skip over the, over the jump, if it, whatever it takes, let us find the right person and let the Lord settle it in, not just the committee's hearts, but in the church's hearts as they, as they come in and, and come from here. So um, I appreciate it. I hope that was helpful somebody terry do you want to come back up or somebody dismiss i appreciate the uh encouragement that brother chris brought to us tonight and uh just to let you know you know it we are going to bring ones back that y'all want to listen to if we feel the need to bring those back and uh you know, if there's something that we haven't brought back and you need to know why, then just ask one of us. We're, we're open to tell you anything. Uh, what we discuss, uh, we're, we're open to tell you. So uh, just let us know. Uh, it is Wednesday night and it is a prayer meeting. And uh, I know we came down and prayed for our uh, sick and ones on the prayer list. But let's just come down and really pray for our church and that God will send us that right